VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Uh, yeah, tomorrow we'll bring back the moist line, but Monday in the 5 o'clock hour, the hour of candidates. So if you are running for any office, you know somebody that is, you tell them to call our toll-free number Monday at 5 p.m., and you get 30 seconds. I've been told uh, we're not going to take anybody running for judge positions. Is that how we judge that? I, I don't know. I didn't make any rules. No, I know, but uh, – or those uh, – uh, the, the, the things that are too tiny – Tiny. Well, city council, you mean like a local town? That's too low? I don't know. We'll just make it up as we go along. We'll see what comes. Whatever we yeah. feel like. I mean, we're not screening. Whoever is screening can decide. There's if no money being wagered, so. Worthy. <laughs> In one hour, Rick Caruso will be our guest. He's running for something, I think. The mayor of L.A. to replace Garcetti. How do you fill those shoes? That should be the first question. <laughs> How could you possibly step into that after that legacy? I don't know how you can't do better. I, I can't imagine doing worse. You're a naysayer. It's been a wonderful <laughs> nine years of Garcetti. <laughs> it has right. nine years. Can you, think you got of, the extra, you got the five-year term. Can you name one thing that's better in Los Angeles? That's a good question. And I can't. No. So can sorry. anybody? One thing that's better. Is there a deli that opened that I like, maybe? Or? No. <laughs> No, delis closed all over the place. Yeah, they did. did I'm so, oh, I'm so grateful Langer's is still there. I, I've, I've got nowhere to eat, driving to work anymore. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What, what about the deli where Robert Blake used to hang out? Is that gone? Uh, um, you used to see Robert Blake at some sort of... Yes, uh, that's still there. That he's still alive, still, right? Is Robert he's, Blake? He's, yes, he is. I think he's around 90. Okay. I shouldn't be mentioning that on the air one day. Robert Blake goes there and sits there. Yeah, I saw him standing on the sidewalk uh, smoking a cigarette a few years back. Looking, and he's still alive. <laughs> looking old and gray and grizzled. Uh, looking at the press release, it is true. Next hour, Joe Biden arrives in San Diego, and guess who's going to be there to greet him? dippity do, Gavin Newsom. The reason I'm mentioning this is he was not there. When Biden came to California a couple weeks ago, remember he campaigned for Karen Bass? Garcetti came, greeted him when he arrived at LAX. Yeah, because Caruso doesn't want to be part of a Bass campaign. He's he's neutral in the uh, mayor's race. So I think that that was the reason. He, 
did you, were you listening to me? I don't know what you just said. I said Newsom did not show up. Right, because Newsom, Newsom is being, is, is neutral in the, in the, in the race or uh, L.A. Mayor. Well, I was going to talk about that. Most people don't know that. You just kind of skipped ahead. But... No, but I think that's why he didn't show up. Uh, that was a Karen because ba- Bass was there. Yeah, but, well, it's kind of was a Karen Bass event. Uh, all right. Well, there are other rumors that uh, that he's trying to nudge Biden out of the way, <laughs> and well, he acting should. like he should be the new Wouldn't, I big would. speaker of the party if, because there's a I vacuum. Had... We just played the audio yesterday. Newsom thinks they're all too timid. We got to go on the offensive. And he thinks Biden's part of the old guard. He's oh. a nice guy, but he's part of the old guard. We well, need to be. Yeah. But, yeah. but so, you're right. There's a story in Politico that Newsom is not doing anything about the mayor's race. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, and former President Barack Obama have all made appearances and endorsed Karen Bass. Why not Newsom? And I didn't know this. Apparently, they know each other, and Caruso has actually donated to Newsom campaigns. Caruso knows everybody in politics, and he's donated to everybody in politics. Because you have to when you're a major developer. Hmm. Don't you bribe people, too? It's just the the way ask him if he's done that? Huh? You bribe people, too. What do you think's been going on with the L.A. City corruption cases? It's all developers. Paying off Jose Weizar and Mitch Englander. No, I know. Actually... uh, Karen Bass made that insinuation, and Caruso called her on it. It's like, she did? You, yes, and Caruso said, do you think I've done that? And she had to back down and say, no, no, Rick, I know you, did. you haven't done that. That's yeah, a good was, try, though. Yeah, but, but she, she tried to – she was a coward about it. She tried to backdoor it into the conversation and just make an insinuation and it, mm. you know, by association. And he, she say, he said, are you accusing me of that? And she backed off. I enjoyed that moment. She, uh, I hate that weasel stuff. Do you accuse somebody – Say it right to their face in clear language. Yeah, he gave sixty grand to Newsom's 2018 gubernatorial campaign, donated half a million to California's COVID-19 response fund at the governor's behest. Oh, that's the one where a lot of people that donated to that got contracts from the state. We yeah. talked about that story. Uh, also, Karen Bass in 2018 endorsed Tony Villar for governor over Newsom. <laughs> How did that go? There you go. Well, doesn't that tell you, though, from what uh, political family she's from? Who are her buddies? Bonin, well, he's Gascon, an L.A. guy like she is. Right? Goes, Newsom's uh, a Sacramento, Northern California guy. Yeah, but, but, right, but he's a business guy, and so you got to donate to all the politicians. But her, she, she's, she's connected with Villaraigosa, he's a loser. Connected with Bonin, loser. Connected with Gascon, loser. Look, look, look at the political belief system of this. Well, let's hope four. she's a loser one more time. Here. I, I know. I there there's there isn't a single person I think who can make the case that she would clean up L.A. more effectively than Caruso. I, I can't imagine anyone making that case. There's there's no case to be made. No, I no. like that Addie's running where she's already admitted. Oh, we can't get the homeless crisis solved in four years. Yeah. And you know what that reminds me of? Four years. <laughs> that reminds me of of uh, of Garcetti. Garcetti had this defeatist attitude, especially the last couple of years. In that L.A. Magazine article, uh, Garcetti said said something to the effect of, it's like, well, you know, this is something beyond what a mayor could do. And just blamed everybody else, all other levels of government. And I go, well, you read that, that, that's that's the thinking of a loser. And then in this uh, new article today in the, what was it, Uh, in a a Substack article by Peter uh, Savodnik, uh, about the mayor's race and about all the Hollywood support that uh, Caruso has. And um, 
in this case, somebody said Garcetti uh, was afraid of pissing anybody off. And he ended up pissing everybody off. And I was at a gathering the other night, and I was talking to a guy who I've talked to before over the years. He's one of these uh, secret informants. And he knows Garcetti pretty well. And he's had to do city business with Garcetti in recent years. And he said he knows him well enough to call him Eric. He goes, Eric's problem is he was just the job was too much for him. And he he got tired of it, wasn't interested anymore. Yeah. And so that's and, and of course he's acted like that, especially the last couple of years. It's like Oh, he checked was, out. Yeah, he yeah. checked out. He goes, he, he just doesn't care. He ran anymore. for president, that flopped, yeah. and he just gave up with everything. Yeah, he wasn't a guy who got in the business to try to make life better for people. He's a guy who got in the business in order to uh, gain a certain level of stature. Yeah, keep moving up in the business. Right. right. And so once his presidential uh, race fizzled and there are no openings for governor, there's no openings for Senate, what's he going to do? Oh, oh, and then the India, the India ambassadorship <laughs> fell apart. Right. right. So he, you know, I'm, he's probably in a huge depression. Because he was this coddled little uh, pretty boy who was destined for great things. You know, all the elite education and all the tri- overseas oh, trips. Oh, and a powerful daddy who was right. the uh, DA of L.A. County. And yeah. Now. Right. And so now, you know, he's... he's I'm still, on the fast track. He's still pretty young. You know, I think he's only around 50 or so. He's 53 or 50, I think. Yeah. 52. And, and, and so he's really young and his career is over and he's going out of laughing stock. Going out a loser. I mean, pe- people won't even say his name. They just spit. You bring up Garcetti, they spit on the ground. <laughs> All right. We will have Rick Caruso on the show at 5.05. Your chance for some money is next. Listen for the keyword. John and Ken KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Deborah Mark. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that disgusting. That. <laughs> She's got the news. It isn't that typical of the world today. A World Series no-hitter, but it was by how many different pitchers together? Four. Sad. Yeah. We all have to share. <laughs> well, it would have been too hard uh, to uh, pitch more than six innings. Oh, really? Yes. Then his you ever arm- see Bob Gibson? He used to pitch <laughs> games in one hour and 48 minutes. Started so many games a year. The old days. Right. Well, he was he was tired. He needed some rest. <laughs> oh, last night's starter? Uh, no. I mean, it's the managers. You know, they, they're statistical. Oh, that's the way they manage the game now. Right. right. Exactly right. They got they got 15 I'm statistical. I'm going to figure out exactly with an algorithm which yeah. one of my relievers will work best against a scheduled hitter. And if they change hitters, I'll just change pitchers. And this will take another well, hour. Well, well, what I really enjoyed last night. What about time did I tune in? I'm like, because this game cannot be under three hours. Let's see. And it was not. No. It's, uh, a no-hitter that was not. <laughs> three hours and 25 minutes. There's been and a no-hitter. And when, when, it was a no-hitter, yeah. <laughs> that would have been an hour 25 years ago. <laughs> but, well, you know what was funny is they, they, they uh, I heard the announcers talking about this uh, on, the, on the drive home. So the Phillies uh, pitcher loaded the bases. I think this was fourth, fifth inning. That's the only thing I watched. I saw the run right. score for the Astros. That's right. Yeah. But, but so what they did is it was they, funny. I came back an hour later. I the same score. I haven't missed anything. They brought in their best reliever in the fifth inning. Right, their best reliever throws ninety nine miles an hour. Oh, he and popped he was, a guy. He was yeah. going to face the third, fourth, and fifth hitters, the toughest hitters in the Astros lineup. Right, and so that, that, that's that's what that's what the algorithm says. Right, yes. <laughs> you don't let the starting pitcher stay in. Uh, you got to get your best reliever. Best reliever comes in and gives up five runs. I think he hit the first guy he, hit, he faced. He hit the first batter, and then a bunch of guys got hits, and the game was over. That's because 
human beings can't be predicted by algorithms. You have a performance over time yeah. that is what's in the computer. But on that particular night, how do you know what you're getting? You don't know. He might have been, been up to four in the morning with, uh, you know, with an escort. Could have had a bad burrito for lunch. I mean, you, you don't know. The eye I'm test not. is always right. I, I, I can't believe, well, you know this, the Dodgers do this every year. Oh, my goodness. They, they script it out. Yeah, they, they pull out pitchers who are blazing along in fourth or fifth inning. It's like, oh, we, we've got to pull them out. Kershaw almost had two perfect games this year, and he got pulled from them. Yeah. So. They don't want to tire them out for the end of the season. They need them for the playoffs. And look at what happened. <laughs> how, come, yeah, how come they don't win championships? <laughs> I don't know. Everything's overthought today. Uh, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Paul Pelosi, has been released from the hospital. He is home recovering. Now, along the lines of security, because John was talking about this yesterday, NBC News did a story about, uh, well, actually the title of it is, uh, After Home Assault on Paul Pelosi, Lawmakers Scramble to Reassess Security. The attack on Paul does strongly suggest that the most visible spouses need some protection. But the guy wasn't there to attack Paul Pelosi. He was waiting for Nancy. And because the cops came and he was in a suicide mission, I don't know, it was all he, had. he was holding on to the hammer with Pelosi. He just said, well, I guess the only thing I could do here to cause any damage at all is to bop him in the head. It's really all it came down to. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an unpredictable world. But you live in San Francisco— and you're a high-profile person, and you're worth $120 million, that's on you to protect yourself. It's not up to the, the Capitol Police in Washington. I mean, seriously. You think some slob working at, uh, like, what was it? It would be 5 in the morning, right? Yeah. This happened about 2 in the morning in San Francisco. Somebody yeah. at 5 in the morning who's got 1,800 screens to monitor... He's going to zero in on the weird guy creeping him behind. Uh, they your need stair. an algorithm that raises an alarm when something unusual is happening yeah. on any of the monitors, right? And it goes beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Look I mean, at this one. No. You probably should. They, they should have had some, maybe some electronic uh, security where he crossed an invisible line and beep, 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 beep. <laughs> well, it says here there was a system rolled out by uh, the House uh, Sergeant at Arms office in August. Clearly, after the January 6th, 2021 thing at the Capitol, uh, they were doing everything they could. Uh, it covers up to $10,000 for each member to pay for the installation of security system equipment at their residences, including cameras, locks, motion sensors, and panic buttons. You can also get 150 bucks per month towards monitoring and maintenance fees. So I guess... They were relying just on the system that was installed from the Capitol to watch over her house. They didn't have anything, well, to, I guess, to back that up at the Pelosi house. So, it, right, it didn't. It didn't stop a guy at the Pelosi house from right. uh, busting in with a hammer. Yeah, one House Democratic lawmaker said, "I haven't used the program, but my friends are encouraging me to hire my own private detail." And you know, you have to assess your own threat level. You're right. I mean, they're talking about Pelosi, obviously gets more threats than your average but, but, congressperson. But she, but she has to be, or her husband has to be, fearful enough to spend the money to either take take up the government off or whatever it is or take care of it themselves, which obviously they could. Right. So I you know, I don't know what to say. I mean, uh, pe you know, there's plenty of people who get a lot of threats, and it's like, ah, just you know, crazy guys in their underwear in mom's basement. 
And there are other people who completely freak out if somebody looks at them the wrong way on the street. Yeah. You know, everybody's got a different level of uh, tolerance for fear and paranoia. All right. When we come back, we'll talk for a couple of minutes about uh, the suspect in the beating of Paul Pelosi. Yes, he is indeed an illegal alien. We have a little more information as to how all that happened. And we'll also talk about a survey out of UC Davis about just how ugly it can get in this country over politics. John and Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. If your bath is worn out, but you're not sure who to trust to replace it, trust Bathfitter. We've been custom crafting baths for over 35 years that are so durable, we offer a lifetime warranty. It just fits. Visit bathfitter.com to book your free consultation. In 30 minutes. Guess what, John? We've got Rick Caruso coming in. Your friend. That's right. Who you've known, you've known kind of for years, right? Oh, yeah, probably about 20 years, yeah. No, oh, all right. He's not uh, interested in you in a development? <laughs> interested in what? Making you invest in some uh, property. <laughs> no, he doesn't need my help. <laughs> uh, he is, of course, running for mayor. I, could I probably the Times did help. a story on his father today. Did you see that? Uh, yeah. Like a front-page story on his father who apparently had to serve some prison time. Yeah. It was like a car dealer, was it? I think yeah, so. yeah, like 60 years ago. Yeah. yeah. He had a little uh, legal issue over the cars he was selling and the prices. All right, so we'll uh, talk one last time to Rick Caruso ahead of Tuesday's vote. Uh, we have a voter guide on the website. I don't, I don't think you're going to expect much Tuesday night with all the mail-ins now. I don't think there's really much to say the night of an election. I really don't understand. No, especially in California. Unless things are runaways, some races will be. I'm sure Newsom will be declared governor at 8.01. And the ballot harvesters will be toiling in the fields. (laughs) So, but for anything close, which the mayor's race could be, it could take days or weeks. Growing new phony ballots. I I drove. I drove down the freeway. I saw a field of phony ballots being tended to by the harvesters. Is that right? That's right, yeah. They grow them now in public. They're like those illegal marijuana farms. They're almost ready to be picked? Almost ready to be picked. They should ripen, eh, yeah, I guess by by Tuesday morning. Is that right? And then they'll be picked and uh, rushed over to the... uh, I like the way the word harvest got taken for ballots and organs, to organ harvesters. Organ harvests, ballot harvests, yeah. Yeah, they're growing organs on the side of the freeway, too. (laughs) Oh, could you get me a kidney? I might need one. Kidney farms, liver farms. (laughs) Um, David uh, DePepe, the man charged... uh, with uh, hammering Paul Pelosi, boy, somebody sent a bad joke to us. That's the second time this year that Pelosi's been hammered. That is just not nice. What, what was the first time? The drunk driving again. Oh, 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 Paul Pelosi. I got it, yeah. Yeah, Paul Pelosi. Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, his, uh, his, uh, the attack on Pelosi is not, uh, has not gotten sympathy in all quarters, I've noticed. Well, because it's political. People that hate Nancy Pelosi are not going to show any sympathy if it's a to anything that happens to her or her family. But it's a hammer to the skull. I mean, I could, you know, it's like I feel Even you that. feel a tinge I, of sympathy. I, 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 could, I could feel that pain. Can you ima- imagine a hammer to the skull? Uh, and you're 82. What? And your you're skull 82. could be very soft. And you, you wave it by, but the force of a crazy guy, too. I wonder if, I don't even know if it was one hit or two or three or, we don't know, huh? I think it, it sounded like one, but all the information is so bad. It's, it was like one, and he started bleeding and dropped unconscious to the floor right away. Yeah. I think that's all you'd need. So records uh, pulled by Immigration and Customs Enforcement 
found that this guy entered the U.S. as a temporary visitor in March of 2008 at the San Ysidro port of entry. Huh? But he came from Canada. What was he doing down there in San Diego? <laughs> I don't know. I don't he, know. He came, he came <laughs> through Mexico, too. But he did get a visa. However, you generally only can stay for six months. Um, how many years ago? It was 2008? Yeah. So he's, he overstayed his visa by 14 years. Yes. So officially, nice system. ICE have. put an immigration detainer on him. So oh, oh, this allegedly guy's... after he is convicted and serves his time, he can be deported. But aren't we a sanctuary state? Are we going to prevent it? Because well, he did his it, time. It does seem to violate the uh, sanctuary city. Uh, state. Yeah, the sanctuary state laws, although he is facing federal charges. So maybe the feds have uh, taken over that uh, Oh, that that's angle. true. I don't know which case would come up first and how this is going to work. You're right. He's facing federal and state charges and will yeah, be tried and, for and both. Yeah, and you know, he'll get deported after he finishes his uh, prison sentence, which might not be for a while. Now, right. a columnist today for the El Segundo Times that we've enjoyed for all 150 years he's been writing, George Skelton, their Capital Journal columnist. No, seriously, I think he started writing in the 50s for them. Am I right? Uh, he's 80, at least 84. I went looking uh, not too long ago to try to figure out his age. <laughs> I did that too. Yeah. He wrote about a UC Davis study. And the first sentence of his column today is eye-opening. Roughly 5 million Americans would be willing to kill someone to achieve a political purpose. <laughs> well, that's, We talked uh... about these polls before. Uh, I don't know why this one, I guess it's just UC Davis's latest, but um, it was described as eye popping, eye popping, eye popping. Uh, yeah. So there were roughly 258 million adult Americans. That means roughly 5 million people are willing to settle a political dispute by killing their opponents. It was 19 percent who agreed strongly that violence or force is needed to protect democracy when elected leaders will not. So. It's a broad statement to interpret it but, immediately as they're willing to kill their opponents. Well, no, no I, I think 2% were willing to do it themselves. Oh, okay. 19% like the concept. 2% are saying, if you need me, I got the hammer. I get... <laughs> well, how come we're not looking at hammer control then? Oh, we should. We should. I mean, I mean look. There's a lot of hammers out there. Yeah. Every household has several hammers, yeah. I'm sure. I know. We ought to be looking into that. But no, they, they, I, I believe that. I believe probably 2%. Oh, 2%, yeah. yeah. Oh, I misread that. I thought the 19% was supposed to. Oh, you're no. right. Roughly 2% of those surveyed said they would very or completely be willing to kill someone to advance an important right. political objective. And the other night... Well, there's 2% of anything. Right. <laughs> it's probably always been that way. No matter what wacky question you ask... There's always a 2% that'll give the crazy answer. Well, you answer. see, there's no context. 19% scared me a little bit more, but yeah, you're right. That was a broader no, the, statement. The, those, those are the guys who'll cheer from their trailers. Oh, I see. So now, is the 2% different than life 30 years ago or 60 years ago? See, there's no context here. Probably not. Because I think I, about it. I, I mean, I remember. 2% is really almost within the margin of error, too. I realize yeah. that 2% is a real number. If 2% of all the people surveyed said they'd be willing to kill someone, well, that's real, but. I mean, because I remember back in the 90s, remember the militia movement, which which was is a similar philosophy. It is. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm sure there was 2% back then. Yeah. And uh, that did produce a few uh, lone wolf types like Timothy McVeigh, and he blew up the Oklahoma City bombing, the Oklahoma City federal building. 
with this the bomb. This is not hard to understand when you put it in the perspective of how this country is where it is today. It took violence to to get our independence from the British. So it's human I nature. Think that's kind of ingrained in our DNA. Exactly, I, it's our I, nature that you know sometimes you have to rebel. It, it seems to be a lot of the uh, a lot of the journalists, all the goody good journalists. You know, they're very progressive. They think somehow by now that uh, there should have been some sort of human engineering to get the violence out of us. Right. And that's impossible. That'll, that'll never go away. Uh, in, in fact, the best way to limit the violence is to have uh, severe consequences. But uh, this crowd threw out that option, and uh, they're going to be shocked and amazed that uh, they're going to get more. They're going to get more violence. Because, you know, what's the... Now, see, this guy, at least, uh, DePappy, he's going to be thrown in prison for a long time, right? Gets arrested yeah. immediately. There's no Yeah, bail. the federal case, I hope. The federal case. He's State be case, thrown... I'm not so confident yeah, about. Right, that's right. I mean, <laughs> but at least, you know, it's in San Francisco, but they got a new DA there, so you might be a little tougher. And it's a state prosecution, even though she's filed the charges. The thing so. is, if there weren't swift, severe consequences for a guy like uh, DePappy, then, yeah, there would be more attacks on, on more politicians. And you'd probably have some deaths. So this, this is an important case. This guy should be very quickly and severely punished. I mean, he should be treated like a murderer because you know, just because he didn't quite hit Pelosi's skull hard enough, it came really close to a murder. I think he should be treated as if he was a, a killer. He ought to get life in prison. And Skelton likes to point out, too, that of the MAGA Republicans surveyed, let's make America great again, 27% strongly agree that the government, media, and financial worlds in the U.S. are controlled by a group of Satan-worshipping pedo Satan pedophiles who run a global child sex trafficking operation. 27%? Of the MAGA Republicans surveyed, yes. That's different from other Republicans, I guess? I think it is, yeah. I see. I think they identify differently with the party. I guess these would be Trump people or... Yes, QAnon people. Twenty-seven percent actually believe in that QAnon thing. Twenty-seven percent you know, of that subgroup. Yes, I was thinking today. Uh, if I have a minute, no, I wasn't quite shower thinking, but I saw a headline and I saved this story. I haven't read it yet, though. I just oh. haven't had the time. But there is there was a story about how yeah here it is how the QAnon uh, belief system because it's organized like a religion, and it, it seems to have roots in New Age spirituality. And I, that's just a headline, Unexpected Roots in New Age Spirituality hmm. for QAnon. And I'm thinking, well, New Age spirituality came out of people who were rejecting traditional religions, right? The traditional religions were around for a few thousand years, but they seem to be fading in America. Not as no. influential, right? And, you know, and then people lived for thousands of years even before uh, Christianity and Judaism. Sure. And all, that. all right, so we, it had its day for a couple of thousand years here in America. Now, now it's gone. What's it getting replaced by? Well, it's get, got replaced to some extent by New Age spirituality. Uh, this, this global warming obsession is a form of earth worship. Right. You know, like in ancient times, civilizations used to try to appease the sun god and the moon god and the nature god, right? And then eventually you were, they were going to pour that energy into political movements. And so now you have QAnon, and QAnon apparently has some uh, overlapping similarities to New Age spirituality. I haven't read the article to see exactly what the details are, but it seems like the human being has to get involved in some kind of organized 
worship, some kind of organized belief. And we were just all trained. It's like, oh, well, you're, you're either Protestant or Catholic or Jewish or Muslim or whatever. But it doesn't have to stay that way. You could take that same need to be part of something greater, something to worship, and then channel it into all kinds of stuff. Some people do it with celebrities, right? Some people do it with politicians and political movements, and some people do it, you know, with uh, with things like QAnon or uh, global warming worship. And I think it goes back to the the need that people have to sort of organize the world, simplify the world, and uh, generalize so yeah. that they have something that they can make sense out of. Yeah, yeah, and so that's how, that's how they organize their 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 existence based on these tenets that they believe. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. One last time before you vote. Don't forget there's a voter guide that we put up on the website, seemed like ages ago. Check it out at KFIAM640.com, the John and Ken page. Uh, this week, the United States Supreme Court heard a couple of cases concerning affirmative action when it comes to racial preferences in college admissions. These are cases out of Harvard and the University of North Carolina. The Harvard case was brought by like an Asian student group who felt that uh, Asians were getting the short shrift in Harvard admissions because of the need to diversify the student body. Uh, YouGov asked people in a poll, do you think colleges and universities should ever consider an applicant's race along with other factors? 54% a solid no. Only 23% said yes. Mm. There was a small element, an equal element, 23%, not sure of the answer. <laughs> they've, they've never heard of affirmative action. They don't know what, what it means. <clears throat> no, but the question was clear. It didn't ask about affirmative action. It said, should colleges and universities ever consider an applicant's race along with other factors? I, that was the question that was posed. So I, th that's a simple question. And 23% and still aren't sure. I don't know why they're not sure, but... <clears throat> This, there's always people on the fence. Well, yeah. People have just never thought about it. This, uh, further, even among Democrats, it was only 40 to 34 with a yes for that question. That's close. Well, Overwhelmingly independents and obviously Republicans are against considering it. Yeah. Well, I don't think any parent uh, feels really great about it. Because if you, if you uh, know that that's going on, it means your kid's going to be disadvantage in some way there's if your kid some... is is not considered a preferred race that they want right. for admissions but right. there's there's a hierarchy to that too as we found out that's the whole crux of the harvard lawsuit is that asians their standardized test scores have to be far higher than a black student's test scores and that's well, why the asians uh, the asian groups are suing over that i guess the cliche still holds you should not fight what you think is Discrimination with more discrimination. That's what people have been saying just, this week. Just go by the merit. And we, we see the test scores all the time. Yes, there are gaps between the racial groups. But the answer isn't just, well, when they get to the college level, let's just ignore, you know, the academic gaps. And to diversify the student body, uh, just admit more people from uh, different races. For, for no reason, they don't have the qualifications, but we just want a nice, diverse student body. Well, I, I have never heard a convincing argument as to why diversity matters in making a place better. I, I, could, I can only make a really great argument that if everyone hired is the best available employee, then you could see how if you multiply the work 
of dozens or hundreds of the best that you're going to get a superior product, a company, service, whatever, right? Right. But if you're going to just go by eye color, skin color, last name, ethnic heritage, how are you possibly going to have a competitive company in any field? I mean, then you might as well just pick names at random out of a hat. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't understand the premise. I never will. It's not something uh, th- that, that works, really. They ask people, does everyone in the U.S., regardless of their race, have an equal opportunity for education? And half the people said yes. Only 36% said no. But when you dig down into the political affiliations, clearly uh, the Democrats, oh, 52% said no, 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 no. But, you know, independence is where it's always worth looking. And only 44, 34% said no. 44% said it's pretty close to the overall yeah, number well, you know, that we do have an if you've got the goods, opportunity for education. I say I just disagree. If you've really got the goods, then you're going to get hired. You're going to get accepted. You're going to do well. And there's literally millions of examples in America of people uh, from every possible race and, and, and um, ethnicity. You just name. You name the demographic box, right? Right. There's millions of people in who, who've succeeded really well on on their own merits because they had the skills, developed their talents, they had the education, the the natural brains, the IQ, whatever it is. All right, and and and, the, and those people are going to beat the loser companies who value other stuff. They just will. All right, coming up the next, law of physics. Our guest will be the L.A. mayoral candidate, Rick Caruso. One more time before the election on Tuesday, John and Ken KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.